The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello everyone, <laughs> welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you? Hope you're all keeping very well out there, wherever you may be. And welcome to all of our new listeners. Yes, I do this with each and every podcast now, it's kind of part of the intro. But yes, welcome along. We are the show for the piping folks, so if bagpipes are your thing, you're through to the right place. Yes, because we talk all about the piping world, be it the competitive scene, the solo scene, Celtic music, folk music... <clears throat> anything that's got a set of bagpipes in it, we are all over it. Yeah, it's been kind of busy on the show this last week, and <laughs> I have been doing my utmost to try and keep up with everything, but it's not just me, everyone on the team has also been incredibly busy, because as we mentioned on last week's podcast, we have opened the doors for the Big Rab Show Awards. <laughs> and... Wow, you talk about a response? My goodness, I was not expecting half of it. So, yeah, to let you know, we'll be talking about that coming in. But, yeah, there's just been an incredible response to it. And I've been insanely busy. And if anything, I find it difficult to get time to get the podcast recorded this week. I know, it's terrible. So who knows, this might even be late. I know, shocking behaviour, but we normally do try and upload on a Wednesday, so I don't know if I'm going to get time to get it edited and everything, but I will do my best. So, depending on when you're listening to this, of course, the podcast may be lit, it may be on time, I don't know, just depends when I can get time to get this put together. But anyway, yes, first of all, I have to give a shout out, the very start of the show, shout out to our patrons. You guys are absolutely awesome supporting what we do. Yes, these are people who have went along to our Patreon page and clicked that support button and have donated the odd pound or two towards what we do. And if anything, if you haven't yet, please do check out our Patreon page. There are certain little perks that are available for only patrons and of the show and yeah, they're kind of sweet to be fair. So yeah, they're a special little bonus, I suppose, little bonus bits of footage and stuff, you know, things that are only open to patrons. So If you are interested, you can go and check that out on our Patreon page. All the links are in the show notes right now, if you're interested. And so I have to give a shout out to our patrons who are there. Brandon Moreno, Jeremy Downs. Yeah. (laughs) I've got such a list. Ah, where did I write this down? Yeah, there we go. And houseofpiping.com and Lone Star Piping. Lone Star Piper. Ah, Right, I don't know. I'm all over the place, so forgive me, but that's a shout out to our patrons. Thank you guys. You guys are absolutely awesome supporting what we do. And one such thing that our patrons actually helped fund this past weekend was our coverage of the All-Ireland Solos. Yeah, it was awesome. The All-Ireland Solos was this past weekend in sunny Dublin, and yeah, we managed to yeah live stream a good portion of it. So shout out to Andrew, who again... Stepped up and yeah, produced some amazing footage on the day, and yeah, managed to catch quite a lot of it. So we'll get talking about the All Ireland solos later. Um, but suffice to say, it was an awesome event and a great to be there for Andrew. So thank you, pal. Right, enough procrastinating, Rob. Let's get into the meat of the show. Yeah, <laughs> we've got so much to talk about. How am I going to get this all squeezed in? Uh, right. Let's start off with where we normally start off with listener mail. If you guys have any listener mail at all, feel free, email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. It's very straightforward. Yeah, and we love to hear from you because every little bit of listener mail that we do get, we do try to bring to the show, especially if you're asking questions and things like that or suggestions for topic of the week, everything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So, There you go. Let's start. We have an email here from Big Dave. 
<laughs> Big Dave, he says, uh, just running a thought by you, Rab. He says, with grade one heats on the Friday. He's okay, he's talking about the worlds. So, with grade one heats on the Friday, for the bands who don't get through to the final on the Saturday, it's essentially the end of their worlds weekend. A day before the main event. And that's pretty true, and I've always kind of felt sorry for the bands that don't qualify. So he says, that leaves bands... You know, who don't get through to the Saturday feeling not a part of things in the, in the main World Championship final day on the Saturday. So, yeah, I agree with you, Big Dave. I, yeah, that is kind of a sour note, I think. But anyway, he goes on to say, it says, how about having a sort of B final sort of thing where the bands who do not get through on the Friday get to play a sort of final but playing for a title or anything, not without playing for a title or anything, but just so they can feel a part of things on the Saturday. Many of these bands travel far just to play on the Friday, and that's it. Not even to get to the march on to the grand finale. And, yeah, Dave, I think you're 100% right, Paul. If anything, a lot of bands have travelled thousands of miles to be there, and play on grade one qualifying day on the Friday, and then don't qualify. And then that's it. It's over. You know? Pack up your chanter and go home. It's Yeah, it has been the one thing about the two-day worlds that has always kind of stuck in my throat. You know, I have been a bit of a fan of the two-day worlds, to be fair. I did think the Friday, as much as, as it is lost, you know, it's only really specifically for grade one bands... And the atmosphere itself is just not there. You know, it's quieter. There's no stalls open. It's very quiet. The only action really happening is grade one bands. And, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, this year's Worlds, for example, we had 20 or 20-something grade one bands. And we had a qualifying day for them on the Friday. Now, whenever you look at grades like grade 4B and, you know, grade 3A, those grades were huge. But yet they managed to sort out their world champion on the Saturday. So it kind of stands to reason that the qualifying day on the Friday this year, did it really need to happen? Uh, You know, I don't know. Food for thought. But Big Dave, thank you for emailing in. Uh, certainly, you know, give food for thought. If anything, the whole idea of possibly like a, a grade 1A and a grade 1B has been talked about before because there's been a lot of bands in, I'm not going to say the lower half of grade 1, but the grade 1 bands that kind of struggle to try and make qualification, you know, they always do miss the party, but yet they still, you know, manage to attend each world championship and you do kind of... Uh, you know what I mean? It's the Friday finishes, and then a good lot of people are left sitting on a soft seat. And it's just always been that thing that kind of stuck in my throat about the two-day worlds. Interesting thought, Big Dave. Yeah, I will be interested to hear your guys' opinion. Uh, if anything, we might bring this to the live radio show and throw it up into the text number and see what people text in. But uh, yeah, email me in your thoughts. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Right, let me see, we've got more emails here. One, let me see, uh, who's this one from? This is from Jasmine. Now, on the show last night on Fuse FM, we were talking about an article. Now, this is possibly part of the piping news that we're going to be chatting about later, but it was published on gracenoteapparel.com, and it was basically a list of tips, basically, to make you a better bands man or woman. To be a better member of a pipe band, these were a particular list of tips. Now, I had thrown it out there to the listeners asking, had you guys any tips to be a better bandsman or woman? And, yeah, I got a load of messages back in from people who were listening to the live show. But this is one such email that I got from Jasmine. She says, hey, Rab, now to let you know a bit about me, first of all. She says, I am part of a barbershop chorus. And, yes, we compete. Yeah. Competing barbershop. That's interesting. And she says, uh, Today's show made me think of what my chorus director is always telling the chorus. Just thought I'd share some tips that might help with pipers and drummers. This is interesting. She says, My director is always telling us to CPR. Okay. 
don't know what that means. In this case, we're talking about choosing your personal responsibility. Okay, personal responsibility, CPR. Okay, I get it. And of course, this means going home and practice on your own before the next rehearsal. It makes everyone's life that much easier. This CPR thing also promotes us to be better musicians. Commitment is another big thing. Doesn't matter the size of the group, everyone matters. If we all want to continue to be successful, we need to be at rehearsal every week and even coaching sessions. So, yeah, we're drawing parallels there with the competitive barbershop chorus. That's really interesting, Jasmine. Thank you very much for your email. And CPR, I like that. Choosing personal responsibility. Hmm. A lot of bandsmen and women could possibly... Yeah. You <laughs> could possibly do with that. Because in my experience in pipe bands, I've known guys to never practice during the week apart from the time that they're in the band hall with you. You know, they don't practice at all at home, but yet they work like crazy when they're in the band hall. And you do feel like telling them, you know, even half an hour, an hour, sitting, practicing, you know, play, whatever. Just Even if you don't even play through your set, just play, you know, Notes, scales, mummy daddies, paradiddles, whatever. Just keep, keep the hands moving. But sometimes it's like, you know, thumping your head against the wall. Ah, oh, no, I haven't got time to practice at home. That's why I come here to band practice. You know, the cue, the clue is in the title. Practice. Uh, yeah, dead on. So, but that's one of these things. Choosing personal responsibility. That's interesting, Jasmine. Thanks very much for your email. It's very interesting, actually. The barbershop uh, choruses actually compete. I'm going to have to look into that. That's interesting. Okay, <clears throat> we have an email here from Tracy Perdue. There we go, Tracy. Now, uh, let me see. Oh, sorry. Uh, that, that's our email address. Ugh. See, I'm reading this out. Tracy McMillan. There we go. Thank you. I've got that completely wrong. Sorry, Tracy. Now, she's emailed in quite an interesting story now. Wait till you hear this. Whenever I first read this email, I thought, wow, this story is just hysterical. And uh, yeah, I wanted to bring it to the live show, but no, I thought I would bring it here to the podcast because Tracy felt well, felt good enough to email us in the listener mail. So here we go, Tracy. She says, greetings from Texas. Wow. So thank you. I look forward to your podcast every week and haven't missed one yet. Wow. Thank you. She said, I emailed a while ago, shortly after the podcast started, and it's amazing how time has flown. It really has, to be honest. The season's just flown in. Anyway, I have only been learning to play since January and finally got my first set of pipes this past July. Awesome! Brilliant! This has been a lifelong dream. I'm in my early 40s, so it's never too late to learn. That's great. Yeah. So she says, I haven't travelled anywhere, so I don't have any customs horror stories yet, but I do have a funny bit to share. Since I started learning, I take my practice chanter pretty much everywhere. During my training session this summer, I took my lunch break in my car and decided to practice a bit. After about 20 minutes of practicing, I had a knock on my car window. I looked up and was surprised to see a uniformed police officer standing outside my vehicle. As I rolled down my window, he asked me to show him my hands. I had my chanter in my hands, and as I held it up, he asked if I wanted to declare anything illegal in my vehicle. (laughs) I must have looked at him with a strange look, because he quickly said he knew I had been smoking something, and it would be easier if I just admitted it. He pointed at my chanter, and I almost started to laugh. (laughs) I decided that might not be the best thing to do, given that he was armed, and I only had my chanter to protect myself. I explained to him that it was my practice chanter for a bagpipe and not a device for smoking. (laughs) He clearly didn't believe me because he put on gloves and asked for me to hand it over. I handed it to him and he began to inspect it. He smelled it and tried to take it apart and tried to look through it. I had to force myself again not to laugh as now... He had my only line of (laughs) defence. He finally handed it back to me and asked me to prove it. That's what I claimed. Luckily, I had been playing long enough. I could play a decent tune, so I did. 
his attitude changed immediately and we began to talk about how I came to play the bagpipes out in the middle of West Texas. I saw him not too long ago in passing and he actually inquired about how my playing was coming along and reminded me he wanted to be invited to my first public performance. The whole situation was a learning experience. It showed me how uncommon bagpipes are in my little bit of the world but hopefully the piping world grew a little bit that day. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> wow! Do you know, it's really quite common here to find people practicing in their cars. I know a lot of people who take their lunch break and go and sit in the car, in the car park, just outside their work, and practice. You know, I, that's just common. I know quite a lot of people who do it. Uh, so, hey, there you go. <laughs> it's maybe not as common in West Texas. So much so that a cop thought you were doing drugs. That's quite funny, Tracy. Thank you. She says, thanks, Rob, for bringing the world of piping a little bit closer to home. Your coverage of all the events in Ireland and Scotland has been amazing and greatly appreciated. I hope to travel someday overseas and to see some for myself. Until then, I will live through your podcasts and Facebook posts. Keep up the good work. Thanks again, Tracy. How awesome is that, Tracy? Thank you so much for telling us that story. It certainly... Yeah, raised a big smile on my face and yeah, I did openly laugh out loud whenever I first read it. I know, if anything, it's something that we don't appreciate here where I'm living here in Northern Ireland. Piping and drumming is just in the water here and it's very commonplace to see people openly practicing in their car, be it at a car park or whatever. I even know guys that just, you know, practice out in their backyard in the house, you know, where I live here at the minute. Uh, you know, people, there are people around me who openly practice outside, especially when it's dry, when it's not raining. Because if you're blowing bagpipes indoors, nobody can do anything else. You can't watch TV. You can't, you know, do anything with the kids because all you hear through the house is a set of Highland pipes. So, yeah, whenever it's dry, go outside. And that's what happens. You know, I can regularly hear people practicing outdoors and in their cars. And, you know, it's just commonplace. So it's very interesting to hear the other side, you know, where it isn't commonplace. And if you're sitting with a practice chant or someone thinks it's it's drug paraphernalia, that's that's hilarious. That's, that is quite funny. If anything, I do remember once, and this actually happened to me, whenever I was in secondary school, I had a pair of drumsticks in my school bag. And I was going to practice on my lunch break at school. And I was told by the headmaster of my secondary school not to bring my drumsticks to school because they could be used as a weapon. I wasn't joking. And this is what he said. (laughs) He says, don't bring your sticks to school, Rab. You could use those as a weapon. I said, right. Was I really going to be using a pair of drumsticks in a fight? Uh, No. Yeah, what am I going to do? Pie-diddle someone? (laughs) I don't know. But that's what I was told. Anyway, interesting stories. Interesting stories. So thank you very much, everyone, who sent this listener mail this week. Yeah. Your guys, your emails have been kind of getting buried under the slew of messages. Let's talk about it. The Big Rab Show Awards. We opened this on last week's podcast. We talked about it on the live radio show. And we have it all over our social media. And you talk about a response and a half. Now I'm not kidding whenever I say this. We have had over 500 plus emails. I just checked the emails there just to check for listener mail tonight before we get this podcast done. And it's still counting. Even though the doors are closed for nominations, they're still coming in. I don't think people really have got the message. So nominations are now closed because of the sheer volume of nominations coming through i have to stress again for you guys listening right now there is no monetary value there is no actual cash prize being handed over here there's no trophy there's nothing you know nothing you can physically hold in your hand to say this is a prize i won it's just solely for bragging rights and it's a bit of fun do you know i think people are taking this so seriously you know but hey if anything bragging rights is its own prize in itself and people are really keen to win it so yeah we have had tons and tons of nominations for bands and people and emotional moments and sets of drums and beards and ah, just so much stuff from all around the world it's been incredible so such an international uh, nomination field as well it's going to take a while to get 
sorted through. Um, I We did envisage keeping the nominations open for a couple of weeks because we didn't really expect the sheer volume that we got, but we had to close it early because we just couldn't keep up. So we're going, hopefully, with a bit of luck, we'll have the announcement for your final nominations this weekend. With a bit of luck, if I can get sat down and finally get all these emails all trawled through, I'll be able to take account of the nominations and then tally them all up as votes and stuff, and ah, it's all very complicated. But suffice to say, I do hope to have the final nominations for all of your categories available this weekend. And if not, hey, it'll go on to next weekend. You know what I'm like. (laughs) Anyway, right, let's talk about the more piping news. I did mention the All-Ireland solos were this past weekend, and they went with style. I have to say, the talent and the music that was produced at the All-Ireland solos this year was simply incredible. If anything, the level of music just seems to get better and better every year. It's it's just nuts. So for those of you who managed to follow our All-Ireland solo uh, footage and stuff um, that we produced on Facebook, you'll know exactly what happened. Plus, we live-streamed the results as well. So let's quickly go through the results for you. Yeah. Right, Junior Piping B went to Tim Wharton of the Joseph Ford Memorial. Juvenile Piping Under 14 went to Jack Hamill of McDonald Memorial. Juvenile Piping Under 16 went to Beth Preston of the PSNI. Junior Piping A went to Scott McKay of the Scottish Power Pipe Band. Intermediate Piping went to Sean Maloney of Klaus Kelt. I am flying through these, but there's quite a bit of results to get through. Don't worry. Pbrock B went to Jane's or sorry, Pbrook B <laughs> went to Ryan Couples Menendez of the PSNI. Pbrook A went to Chris Coyle of the Field Marshal Montgomery. And the senior piping All Ireland champion went to Scott Wallace of the Field Marshal Montgomery. So there you go. Down to the drumming. Juvenile drumming under 16 went to Daniel Mulligan of Claus Kelt. Junior drumming went to Brian Hassan of Colum Kill. Well done, Brian. Junior Drumming A went to Glenn Crichton of St. Lawrence Atul. Intermediate Drumming went to Matthew Wenlock of the Vale of Athol. Senior Drumming, who lifted the Senior Drumming? Michael McKenna of St. Lawrence Atul. Or Mickey. Mickey McKenna, he lifted the big one. And I think he was more than happy to lift it. If anyone's seen the photographs of Mickey with the title, yeah, I think he was a little bit happy to lift the All-Ireland title. So, well, congratulations, Michael. Now, the tenor drumming grade 1 competition went to Jordan Bailey of Inverarian District and the open bass drumming. Now, this this was really interesting to watch and I have to say kudos to a lot of you bass drummers who were taking part in the event. There was a lot of good music produced, but who came top of the pile? Robert Cody of McDonald Memorial. So, well done, Codes. Yeah, congratulations. Well deserved, well deserved. So that was your All-Ireland solos. That's it for another year. There are many other <laughs> many other solo competitions just around the corner. I'll possibly talk about that on future podcasts, but I have to fly on. We've got so much news to get through. But yeah, we will be talking a bit more from the solo scene because as I'm very aware, we're in the middle of solo season. So, let's get on to it. The Blackthorn Piping Society has opened its doors for the first time again for 2017. This is a piping society that runs out of Belfast, Northern Ireland, and they feature some amazing pipers from all around the world. Some of them, as I would say, melt your face. And what they do, basically, is they gather in Belfast, in the Discovered Ulster Scott Centre in Belfast, and they basically hold a recital. They have a featured piper, and he gives a recital. And some of the music, again, you know, it's just amazing. Anyway, they opened their doors for the first time again, starting off the new season for the Blackthorn Society, and their featured piper is Ashley McMichael of the Field Marshal Montgomery. For those of you who know who Ashley McMichael is, <clears throat> you're going to know that you're bound to be in for a treat. Ashley is such a talented musician. Yeah, there's no better way to kick things off there for the Blackthorn Piping Society. If you're interested in them, go and check them out on Facebook. They have a page up there, and I'm sure, hopefully, they will be uploading videos and stuff of the recitals as they go along. So that's on the 20th, so it's actually right now as I'm recording this. So there you go. Right, the Cross-Border Orchestra of Ireland are now recruiting pipers and drummers. Now, this is kind of interesting for people living locally, but also should be interesting to you people internationally, because... 
What I'm curious is, is if there is anything like this else exists out there. This is basically a youth orchestra made up of kids who are learning how to play violins, cellos, French horns, all that sort of stuff that you would normally see in a bona fide orchestra. But this cross-border orchestra has a pipes and drums core. So they recruit pipers and drummers each year to form part of this massive orchestra and then they go on a massive tour. So this is to form part of the 2018 Peace Proms Tour. So the cross-border orchestra will be taking this act around the UK and Ireland. So they'll be performing at such venues such as Galway, Liverpool, Dublin, Belfast and Kilkenny. So they're asking for pipers and drummers of all standards and knowledges and all that sort of stuff. If you're interested in being a part of the cross-border orchestra, now's your chance. Contact Graham Harris of Harris Bagpiping. All the details are up there on Facebook. I'm sure if you were to search for the cross-border orchestra of Ireland, you will find the full details there. Or you can contact us here on The Rab Show and we'll put you in contact. Excuse me. So there's your chance. There's your chance to travel around most of the UK and Ireland as part of a pretty kick-butt orchestra. So there you go. Pretty cool. So, right, let's talk about the Las Vegas Pipe Band. They've done it again. Yes, they've released part two of Inside the Circle featuring me. Yes, Rab, me, myself and I. The Las Vegas Pipe Band there about a week ago released part one of Inside the Circle and it was awesome it was pretty well received and if anything it sparked a lot of questions as well like i did talk about the drummers that inspired me and my drumming career uh you know a lot of stuff that i went through in the interview and a lot of people want to know more so part two is pretty much the same part two they ask a lot of interesting questions and i get to give my bona fide opinion on them and it's just awesome you should go and check it out the las vegas guys done a fantastic job at producing their video and if anything they always do so their youtube channel is just incredible if you haven't seen any of the las vegas pipe band videos that they've produced on youtube where have you been some of them are just masterpieces so this i'm not saying it's a masterpiece but it's pretty cool and if anything it was just awesome to be a part of it so thank you again to the las vegas pipe band for allowing me to be inside the circle and to be interviewed so if you're interested and like a little bit of get up behind the scenes a bit of background about myself or the show or any of that kind of stuff Go and check it out. The Las Vegas Pipe Band on YouTube. You can check out Inside the Circle with me. Part 1 and Part 2 are available now. So, let's talk about this latest craze of extreme bagpiping. We talked about this in a few podcasts ago. Where we talked about bagpipers who were on jet skis. Standing on the edges of cliffs. And bungee jumping, I think, was the last one we talked about. Who was the guy I thought, nobody's going to top this. Well... I'm wrong. Somebody has topped it. Uh, Well, I don't know. I'll leave it for you to decide, but I think it's pretty awesome. Extreme bagpiping. Yannick Baylor is the name, who is a bagpiper who took things to new extremes as he took a set of bagpipes with him flying in a hot air balloon. (laughs) I'm not kidding. This guy was over half a mile up in a hot air balloon playing bagpipes now to be fair to him it was difficult you know he was in there and it was a cramped little basket you know there was the dude who was flying the hot air balloon and he was like blowing that big blower thing and then there was a dude who was trying to film him as well as he was trying to get enough space to get all three drones going and get a set of pipes going it was all a bit cramped and very awkward but he managed it he managed to get a tune out you know so he done it that's extreme bagpiping at its best the video I have shared up on the Big Rab Show Facebook page, you can go and check it out. It'll be on our, one of our posts somewhere in there. And <clears throat> yeah, I'll take my hat off to you, Yannick. That's what an achievement. <laughs> but if anything, I can't stress enough, you guys doing this extreme bagpiping, please be careful. Because, well, for one, I'm terrified of heights. And that dude was like nearly half a mile off the ground playing Scotland the Brave. I was just, yeah, please be careful. <laughs> if you're going to take part in this extreme bagpiping, uh, just be careful. All right, I'll just say that. But either way, for us as spectators, we can look at it and go, wow, fair play to you. Okay, flying on. 
We have had a few more pipe bands recently announced that they are recruiting. Yes, we've had so many, if anything, most of them are all listed on the Big Rap Show Facebook page. I'll just run through a few here. Ken Ross and District, Mill and Grave pipe band, along with everyone else that I have been reading out in most of all their podcasts, Manor Cunningham, Blarian District, you know, Gory pipe band. It goes on and on and on. Our matchmaking service is still running. We are still asking people to contact the podcast and we will put you in contact with a local pipe band. So if you are interested at all, no matter where you are in the world, if you are interested in lifting the sticks or the chanter for the first time, or even if you just want to take it up again, following maybe a hiatus or whatever, we will put you in contact with a band. We have successfully managed to pair up three people with various pipe bands. And yeah, we're so happy about that. We're bringing people back to the grass. So... Hey, that's what it's all about. So, if you are interested in lifting the sticks again or the chatter or whatever, and you want to get involved again and hit the grass again come the incoming season, get in contact with us and we will do the first early bird steps and, yeah, tell you who to speak to. There you go. Can't offer any better than that. Right. Let's talk about more news. Mr. Lincoln Hilton has done it again. It seems to be, I'm talking about this dude many times on the podcast, but I'm a bit of a fan, to be fair. Lincoln Hilton, of course, owns ModernPiping.com. You should go and check this out. He has done it again. He has produced a video of something that was just simply incredible. <sighs> right, Rab, stop talking about it. Right. <laughs> I'm procrastinating now. He has produced something, a composition Inspired by the movie The Pirates of the Caribbean. You know the movie with Johnny Depp and all, and it's Armity, all that sort of stuff? <clears throat> the Pirates of the Caribbean, Lincoln Hilton has produced a performance featuring two pipe bands, <laughs> two different pipe bands, all playing B flat pipes. So that includes their you know their drones and their chanters, B flat pipes for the first time, along with Japanese or Chinese or the taco drummers, you know, they're like a big, massive drums, and these guys are smacking the life out of them. So these big taco drums, along with two different pipe bands, Lincoln's in there as well, of course. It's just, ugh, I can't sell it enough to you, because without playing the track, you can't really appreciate it for what it is. But trust me, it's inspired by the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, the whole soundtrack of it and everything. Go and check this out. Go and check it out. Modern piping. It's up on their Facebook page at the moment. And if you are subscribed to Modern Piping, they will actually send you the transcription. So you can actually learn it and play it for yourself. It's incredible. Go and check it out. Trust me, Lincoln Hilton has never disappointed. And if anything, (coughs) this is, yeah, you're going to want to see this. Right, so there you go. Shameless plug for Mr. Lincoln Hilton. Right, eh. A little bit of news. I did want to talk about last week's podcast because it seemed to have caused a big ripple in the piping world. I think it caught a lot of people sideways who weren't expecting our own little crappy podcast to be chatting to such giants in the piping world as Emmett Conway, Roddy McLeod, Willie McCallum, and Fred Morrison. A lot of people were like, Wow! Oh my God! (laughs) How did you get talking to those guys? Well, do you know what? What we have found is that even the biggest and best in the piping world, they're they're like us. They all love what we do, and a lot of them actually listen to the show quite regularly, especially Fred Morrison. As much as I'm a fan of Fred and what he does, Fred has openly said that he listens to the show quite regularly and loves what we do. So Fred Morrison, ah, just awesome. And so, yeah, many thanks to Roddy McLeod, Wally McCallum, Emma Conway and Fred Morrison, all of those dudes appearing on last week's podcast was just amazing and surprised a lot of you guys. We got a lot of messages through uh, Twitter and Facebook, a lot of people going, (coughs) whoa, how did you get that interview? That's incredible. There you go. Hey, (laughs) we did keep it on the back burner for a little while. We kept it quiet on purpose and hey, wasn't it a nice surprise? If you did like last week's podcast... Please do. Message us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinion on what you thought. But we have other little gems in the pipeline, pardon the pun. We've got more coming your way. Yes, I will say nothing because I'll give it all away. Okay, more such piping news. 
the Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School opens its doors this weekend. So depending on when you're listening to this, of course, Saturday the 23rd of September, the Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School opens its doors. So they're looking for people of all stages, levels, whatever. If you're a complete beginner, you're welcome. If you're really experienced, grade one piper extraordinaire, you could still go because the whole crux, the whole point in this piping and drumming school is because at the end of it, you get bona fide qualifications, stuff that you can actually take with you and gain employment with. So, yeah, if you fancy getting a proper qualification in piping and drumming all through the different grades and whatnot, all of that stuff, it's all available through the piping and drumming school. Full details are all up on the RSPBA NI website. They have centres all around Northern Ireland, so you can find one within literally within half an hour of your door. So there's been no better time to learn. <laughs> there are bands all across Northern Ireland, Scotland, England, Wales, wherever you may be. So many bands are actively recruiting, looking for beginners, and even those who are experienced. But even here, our own association, the RSPBA branch here in Northern Ireland, are openly trying to educate people and put them through qualifications and things. So there you go. The school opens its doors on the 23rd. And so who knows, I might maybe I'll call down and get a chat to someone at the, at the Piping and Drumming School just to see what goes on in there. Anyway, that could be a future podcast for you. Okay, there's been a little, yeah, flurry of fundraising events. We'll bring that up possibly in next week's podcast because we're getting quite a number of advertisements now for bands who are raising money. And I have to put it out there. If you guys are in a band and you are doing a spot of fundraising and you would like a little bit of promotion or whatever to say, hey, we're running this event, you know, people come along and, you know, proceeds go towards the band, please do get in contact with us and we will happily advertise it for you. It would be awesome, you know, because that's what we're about. You know, we do understand that this piping and drumming thing does cost money. It's not cheap and bands do need to fundraise. So if your band is fundraising and you would like just a little bit of an advert or something, even just to say, hey, my band's running, I don't know, what do bands do to raise money? Uh, we're, we're throwing a, a disco night or something or uh, we're washing cars or having a bake sale or something. Yeah, give me a shout. I'll be very happy to kind of just chat about it here on the podcast to say, hey, this band's doing this. Go along and show your support. So I will happily do that for you. So email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. I'll give you a wee plug. Now, unfortunately, I have to end the piping news this week on a little bit of a sour note. Finvoy pipe band here from Northern Ireland have, yeah, we all know that they didn't compete this past year in 2017. Unfortunately, they made the announcement that they will not be competing in 2018. Yeah, they had their meeting there not too long ago and they announced on their Facebook page that they have made the decision not to compete in 2018. Now that's kind of sad. Finvoy Pipe Band in the past have been pretty successful in recent years and, you know, I've enjoyed a lot of the performances from Finvoy, but unfortunately, yeah, they're struggling for membership and everything and just won't be on the grass again in 2018. So they have said that they will be spending this time trying to rebuild and they will be spending their time teaching young and new talent so anybody who's interested and lives in the finvoy area they are throwing a beginner class every monday night 7 p.m to 8 p.m so you have an hour every monday to learn completely from scratch so that's another pipe band who are teaching see so many people teaching at the minute Uh, so that brings me on very nicely and neatly to this week's Yeah, time for a cup of tea, isn't it? Yeah, time for a cup of tea. It's time for this week's Topic of the Week. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Looking to book more gigs? Or maybe you're just a busker looking for more work. House of Piping connects bagpipers with clients looking to hire. 
Member profiles include an image gallery, contact information, a link to your website, and audio-video recordings, all with full 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit houseofpiping.com forward slash bigrabshow for an exclusive membership discount. Again, that's houseofpiping.com forward slash bigrabshow and get piping. Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Ah yes, the tea is made and it's time for Topic of the Week. <laughs> now this used to be something that fascinated me, you know. What do you guys do whenever you're listening to the podcast? I think I've asked this question before and I got a few messages back and stuff saying, Ah, oh, I, I do the hoovering or I go to the gym or I'm travelling to work and I'm listening to your podcast. You know, I'm sitting here drinking tea and talking to you. You know, I'm interested just to see who's listening and what do you do as you're listening to podcasts. Anyway, that could be a completely different topic. But this week's topic of the week is pretty simple. It's the off-season. And we're in it at the minute. (laughs) It's the off-season. Now, it's around that time of year where a lot of pipers and drummers find themselves at a loose end. And what we've found, especially this past couple of weeks now on the live show... Is that people are latching on to our show big time? They go, oh man, I re- oh man, I oh, I so miss piping and drawing. I can't wait to hear you know this band and that band, and we get tons of requests in. You know, people are just mad looking to hear the music again because even though you haven't been on the grass for a few weeks now in the competitive world, people are just so mad keen to hear the music, you know, and then even to be kept up to date with what's going on because everyone kind of loses contact with each other when the season finishes. So we are kind of in that weird position where us in the Rab Show, we're kind of the piggy in the middle. We're kind of like the the mailbox for some people. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, I thought it was an interesting topic to talk about is how you cope with your off-season. Because as much... As we love doing what we do, sometimes the off-season, yeah, it's kind of the pain in the backside, isn't it? Some people describe to me the off-season, or as we affectionately call it here in Northern Ireland, is the winter. We call it the winter because that's when prizes are won. It's through the winter months when you're traipsing to bond practice and the ice and the snow and the crappy weather and you just want to sit in the house in front of the fire and watch telly. No, you force yourself out of your house and you take your chanter or your sticks with you and your folder of music or whatever and you traipse away off to some hall somewhere in the outskirts of nowhere and you're all sitting freezing (laughs) trying to learn how to play in the next hornpipe. But this is essentially what piping and drumming is, the off season. It's how people and bands cope during this little period of time That makes all the difference. So, you as an individual listening to this podcast right now, how are you enjoying your off-season? Now, I can imagine I will get a mixture of responses to that question. Because everyone I have spoken to so far over this past number of weeks in the off-season, I get maybe two different responses. Number one being, oh man... I am so glad of the break. I really don't want to go back. I'm so enjoying the free time. It's awesome. Right? That's one. And then the other one is the other extreme going, man, I haven't had the sticks out of my hand. I can't wait to get back to band practice. You know, get me out of the house kind of thing. Now, one thing I haven't mentioned, and a lot of guys that I've been chatting to will probably not own up to this, <laughs> but I'll talk on my own personal experience. The off-season is pretty much the time when pipers and drummers play catch-up with the domestics. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. All those little household jobs that didn't get done during the summer months, they all need done now. So if the fence needs repaired or... If you know, those windows that haven't been washed in a few months, they need done, or the grass needs cut, or 
you know, the household chores that you kind of get put on the back burner and you, you tell the missus, ah, I'll do that, but I've got a competition on Saturday, I can't do it. You know, ah, yeah, there's cracked tiles and there's broken windows and there's, you know, there's paint peeling off the walls or whatever. I'll fix it, but not this weekend. I've got a competition. <laughs> so a lot of people right now are looking after the domestics, you know, keeping their partners happy. I think the piping and drumming world is <laughs> littered with uh, what's known affectionately as pipe band widows because during the summer months, uh, yeah, basically nothing gets done because of the piping season. It is our one time of year where we get to enjoy our music and head out across the country, wherever it may be, and do what we do while everything crumbles at home. So a lot of people are doing that right now. They're looking after stuff at home, you know? <laughs> Maybe now the wife can head away shopping on a Saturday while you're at home hoovering and looking after the kids and, you know, domestic stuff. Maybe you're not doing that, though. Maybe you are completely just uh, on fire and cannot wait to get band to back-to-band practice and stuff. Oh, come on! Get the band hall doors open! Now, I have known... Some bands have not taken a break. This is normally the time where bands do take a month off. The whole month of September has kind of been known as that little lull where bands just take a month off. Now, pipe majors during this time spend their time looking through material and trying to pick out you know, new tunes and such, and trying to put together new medleys, new MSRs. So it's a busy time for pipe majors, plus they're looking at, you know, as well as looking at tune selection, they're looking about how to set sound. They're possibly looking at new products and stuff. You know, maybe new chanters. Shout out to G1. They could be looking for a new setup, possibly, you know, to try and up the game. You know, various little things like that. Pipe Major's job is never done. But as far as, far as, as, far as regular players are concerned, we can throw our heels up and enjoy ourselves. But that's the norm, I would expect. But a lot of bands, I know especially who didn't really have a great season, they haven't taken a break. If anything, a lot of pipe majors had already got the medley selection and that all sorted out for the following year, even before they hit the grass at Glasgow. So they were already looking forward to 2018. So that's quite common too. So maybe you're not getting as relaxing an off-season as maybe you had in previous years. But anyway, I wanted to talk about my own off-season. Yeah. Whenever I was competing in pipe bands, I know that might seem like a hundred years to go for a lot of people, but I've been doing this rab show thing that I don't really have an off-season. I have to kind of stay connected with the piping world the entire way through. I may not be out filming every weekend and I may not be covering every competition going because there isn't any competitions, but there's still loads of news happening and I still have to keep in contact with all of that and try and keep abreast of it all. So, But whenever I was in my competing days... I used to live for the off-season. Sometimes the off-season was my favourite part. Whenever I hit the grass at the first competition of the year, I actually felt that the work was done. You know what I mean? Because as soon as you hit the grass at the first competition, that's it. It's on public display now. Everything you've been doing through the winter, it's out there. There's no taking it back. No matter how hard you would practice now during the summer months, you know, I don't really think it'll make much difference. You can maybe work on little things, little adjustments here and there, but you can never just say to the guys after the first competition and say, right, see that Strasbay we played today? Rubbish. We're learning a new one. I'm sure everyone would just look at you and go, what? You're after the first competition and you want to learn a new Strasbay? Are you mad? You know, they'll all, uh, as I'm sure anybody would. But yeah, essentially that's what I'm talking about. I used to live for the off-season. I loved it so much because, number one, believe it or not, I'm a bit of an NFL fan. I love the NFL. I love, what well, we call it here, American football. And, yeah, I can hear people laughing already because a lot of people know that I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Okay, stop it. Stop laughing. I'll wait. Stop laughing. 
Yes, okay. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. But I have been since the early 90s when they were the team to beat, you know? I watched my first Super Bowl when I was a teenager back in the 90s and I thought, wow, the Bills were awesome. But then again, you know, yeah, they are the Bills after all. But yeah, you know, we have a lot of interests outside of pipe bands. For me, I like following the NFL, plus I enjoy watching TV and movies and such, and I love to read as well, especially comic books for some reason. I'm still a big kid. You know, I just love to get caught up in all of that sort of stuff that I never really get to do during the pipe band season because you're practicing two or three nights a week, plus you have a competition every Saturday. You just don't have time. You're constantly pipe band all the time. So to have the off-season, sometimes it's good to get a bit of decompression. Do you know what I mean? Like right now, I know I'm still kind of, you know, trying my best to keep on top of everything, but it's just maybe not as hectic as it normally is. So right now, I've finally jumped on the bandwagon. I'm starting to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, know, I think I might have mentioned this on a previous podcast, I don't know. But um, yeah, for this being such a massive TV show, I've never actually watched it. And yeah, it's filmed and made here in Northern Ireland. And I've still never watched it. And if anything, that's one thing I'm taking from it when I'm watching it at the minute. As much as I'm enjoying it, it's a good story and everything's good fun. But I'm picking places out and going, ah, that's where that is. Ah, that's just down the road from here. Ah, I know where that is. You know, I'm picking out places, which is very weird. You know, they're running about in horses and chopping people's heads off the swords and stuff. And I'm going, ah, right, that's just outside that shop. I know where that is. Very weird. It's kind of strange. <laughs> anyway, I'm procrastinating now. But as I, what I'm trying to say is that I'm spending my time with other pursuits. It's kind of that time where you mentally get to step back from everything and just kind of take, take stock again and kind of rethink and think, okay, 2018's around the corner now. What's next? So, yeah, as much as I would love the pipe band season to never end, sometimes it is kind of good to be able to take that step back and enjoy something else. So that's the kind of question I want to pose to you guys. What do you spend your off-season doing? Because as much as we are practicing furiously and learning new material and everything, we still have time to ourselves. I'm sure we do. So we are bound to have other interests and hobbies and stuff outside of pipe bands. And to be honest, as much as this is a pipe band oriented podcast, we are bound to have other interests and for me, it's movies and TV and comics and just anything that kind of distracts you sometimes from the monotonous practice of seven-stroke rolls or such. You know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> this is my thoughts on the off-season. I have had so much reaction whenever I first brought this up that, you know, I don't know, I got a bit of a backlash. A lot of people saying, off-season? Off-season? There's no such thing, Rob. What are you talking about? There's no such thing as an off-season, man. Well, yes, I know <clears throat> a lot of bands and a lot of pipers don't actually have an off-season because they keep going sometimes, as I just said. But I do think it's worth it. You know, I do think you do need that time to decompress. Even the Field Marshal Montgomery take maybe two, three weeks break. And I only know this because I know guys who play with the band and they have said themselves that they use this time to go on holiday. They jump on an aeroplane and go somewhere, you know. They go to the sunshine and just, yeah, relax and decompress. Because competing at what we do can be pretty darn stressful. And there's a lot of time time committed to it, a lot of money committed to it. It's just, you know, all-consuming sometimes for some people. And the off-season can be that period of time where you can just go, ah, I haven't got band practice tonight, you know. I'll put a DVD on. You know, something like that. That's just what I'm trying to get at. So, the question is, guys, have you got any interests outside of piping and drumming? I would be interested to hear, because as much as I know all of you guys are all huge piping fans and all huge drumming fans, sometimes it's nice just to step away, you know? Don't get me wrong, I love what we do, and yeah, there isn't anything that makes me happier than sitting listening to a band or being in a band and doing what we do. But sometimes it is just nice just to step back. Do you know what I mean? Now, whenever I said I enjoy other music, if anything, it's something that has been openly encouraged by a lot of people that I have interviewed on the show. 
There has been one such famous interview whenever I was chatting away to Fred Morrison. And I said to him, I says, is there any Piper or that out there that you'd listen to for inspiration? And he says, well, to be honest, I listen to a lot of bluegrass music. You know, a lot, a lot of other kind of music away from the piping scene. And that kind of inspires him when it comes to his own playing and his own composition. And you can hear it in tunes such as the Kansas City Hornpipe because there's definitely a bluegrass feeling in there. And a lot of his music has that kind of an influence with it. So whenever guys like Fred can have that step away from the piping world and go and enjoy something else for a while, you know, if the greats can do it, I'm sure we can do it too. So... I don't know if I'm going to bring any kind of influence from the NFL to the piping world. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe have a line of scrimmage instead of a, you know, a formation, like up in a circle. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what am I talking about? Yeah. Anyway, I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on the off-season. Are you enjoying your off-season? Are you not? Or even at that, I am very aware that a lot of people listen internationally. And as us here in the UK are in the middle of our off-season and taking care of the domestics at home, a lot of you guys internationally are actually in the throes, in the middle of your season. And some guys are just gearing to get started. So you guys have my every sympathy because right now we're kind of enjoying a bit of a break. (laughs) Yeah, so as much as I love the break... Sometimes it makes my job a little bit difficult here on the show because sometimes people, yeah, there's not a lot of news coming through. You know, bands are on break. There's not much happening. And I did think this year would be the case that I might have a little bit of a lull and I'll have nothing to talk about. But, oh, contraire, my friend. The piping world never really seems to stop, does it? We've always got something crazy to talk about. So, anyway, one such story... That will probably rage on for a little while as the Big Rab Show Awards. And yeah, I hope to bring that within the next couple of weeks. All being well, I will bring you the nominations and the winners. So that's it, guys. That's it for Topic of the Week. I think I've rambled for long enough. Now, we have got a a number of messages in uh, asking about future podcasts being the learning journey. and One that we were talking about putting together for bass drumming and There was other podcasts as well, I think I might have mentioned off the cuff. But yes, we will be working on all of these. Trust me, they are on the back burner. They are being put together as we speak. Well, not right now because I'm not editing anything. But yes, they are. (laughs) They're in the pipeline. Pardon the pun. They will be around the corner. So guys, keep in contact through our social media, the Facebook page. Keep in contact on our Twitter, at Big Rab Show. And if you want, or if you can, please send us a message BigRabShow at gmail.com Now, I have to give a special shout out to a competition winner. I did mention that this was a podcast exclusive giveaway. And yeah, I had kind of neglected it for a while. Until I got reminded on listener mail. (sighs) Yeah, we were giving away a trap dry drone flow system. So a drone flow system made by the giants that are trap dry. We were giving it away. Yeah, so what you had to do to win was actually drop uh, a comment or a rating on iTunes. And one such person has done that, and they have been entered into a draw, and their name got randomly picked out of the hat. So, who's the winner? Now, if this person listens to the podcast regularly, you will hear your name read out, and what I want you to do is to please, please, please email the show. Yeah, because... (laughs) (laughs) all we have is a username we don't have an actual full name we don't have your contact details we have nothing like that so this user of itunes has entered in a a yeah a lovely review of the show and yeah you've won yourself a prize so please do contact the show you have won a prize so without further ado who is the winner of the trap dry drone flow system well it's going to Ailey Nine. Yes, now I'll spell it out for you. A I L I D H Nine. The number nine. As in, yes, the number nine. So, the digit. So, uh, yeah, whoever you may be, please do get in contact with us on the Rab Show podcast. Ailey Nine, you have won yourself a drone flow system by Trap Dry. Please email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Congratulations, by the way. These drone flow systems are highly sought after. They're played by 
possibly some of the best pipers around the world and yeah are pretty effective at what they do yeah drone flow system keeping your drones bone dry there you are so right guys that's it for another podcast congratulations to Ailey 9 who just won a giveaway we will have other giveaways coming up oh uh, yeah i forgot about this people have been asking about the merchandise as well we did talk about getting t-shirts done hoodies and stuff and you know caps and whatnot we will hopefully have that together for you very soon. It's just been a bit crazy through the season, but now we're in the off-season. Now we have a bit of chance to get things done. See? See? The, the topic of the week rolls around again. <laughs> well, yeah, we will hope to have some big Rab Show merchandise available for you guys to pick up. And hopefully, yeah, once it's all ready to go and all that, you guys can get in contact and get yourselves some big Rab Show swag. What about that? Right. Shout out to our patrons. You guys are awesome. Don't forget to check out the Patreon page. Don't forget to rate us and subscribe on iTunes. It's insanely important. Please do give us that all-important rating and follow on iTunes. Subscribe. It's really important. Yeah, because it really helps boost uh, us up the wee charts and stuff and lets people know about our wee podcast so we can introduce more people to piping and drumming. And that's essentially what we're all about. Right, that's it. I'm out the door. Yeah, I have a cup of tea here to drink. Time for me to stop talking. I will see you all again on the podcast next week, guys. All the very best. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads, raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible world championship performances, G1 Reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Vararian District. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show podcast. All the best.